Hello, everyone, and welcome back to It's Okay to Feel, brought to you by the one, the only, NAMI Orange County. My name is Aisha Khan, and today we will be diving deep into the world of checking in. What is checking in? What does it look like? And how can we challenge ourselves to check in more often? To answer all of these questions and more, we have special guest Liz Hawkins from Chalk Hospital with us. Welcome to the show, Liz. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course, the pleasure is all ours. So let's start off with what what is checking in? Well, checking in is, you know, not a new concept, but it's definitely something that's timely right now. Um, You know, we've all been living through this pandemic for well over a year now. Right. And I think, you know, I really had been checking in with some of my own friends and really even myself and realizing that so many people that I knew, even though there's hope on the horizon, they just were not doing well. And I think everybody was struggling. And so, you know, unfortunately, I lost a good friend of mine and a friend of Chalk's uh, to suicide in December. Mm -hmm. And that really made me start thinking about how do we let people know that they matter? How do we, you know, let people know that they're important in this world? And how can we do that? And I think, you know, the first step is really by checking in with them and seeing how they're doing, how they're really doing. And, you know, in in January of this past year, as I started thinking about Mental Health Awareness Month um, at Chalk, I thought about a friend of mine, and I was just about to send her a you know, just a text and saying, hey, I'm thinking of you. And, um, you know, here, I'd hope you like this, this meme and (laughs) the story, I thought you would like it. And unfortunately, you know, when she, I, I said, oh, let me, let me ask her how she's doing instead of saying, hope you're well. And when I asked her how she was doing, she was struggling. And it was a really honest answer. And I really appreciated that. And I said, well, how long has this been going on? And she said, since August. And that was in January. And, you know, she's, there are many stories just like her. She's not, you know, that um, unique, unfortunately, to these times. So I thought, with, got together with our mental health advocacy committee at Chalk, and we started thinking, you know, what, what could our themes be? And, and it really was just apparent. It was really about checking in, that we all needed to do that with ourselves and each other in this time. So that's how we came up with this idea of the check-in challenge. And we started talking about, well, what does checking in look like? What does it even mean? And it's really, you know, just about... Uh, supporting the health, the mental health of those around you and yourself. Um, And we started thinking about all these groups of people, right? We all, many of us became caregivers, additional caregivers in this. You know, we might have been caregivers before, but then we started caring for sick friends and, you know, sick relatives. And and then we started thinking about people who, you know, we know who are essential workers and, you know, thinking, okay, well, how can we check in with these people, both people that we're close to in our closest circles and then people that we don't necessarily know that well, but we've become to re- come to rely on in this pandemic, right? Like our mail carriers and, you know, our uh, the, the grocery store clerks. Right. And so how do we let people know that we see them, they matter, and that we can be a support for them? And likewise, I think when you do that, you're showing your support, but you're widening your own support network at the same time. So it really helps you as well. So that's really um, how this thing, that challenge was come, came about. And I think, you know, Chalk is a place of, you know, many, uh, we have obviously many caregivers, uh, both at Chalk as, as patients and families, but also 
you know, as our, our staff, our team, our associates. Um, and so I started thinking, gosh, this is something that we could do beyond just the hospital. This is something that we could challenge the community to, hey, why don't we all take this each week in May and really start thinking about how can we check in with people, with ourselves and with other people, but in a really deliberate way. Right. So that's how it came about. That's incredible. And, you know, I, I just have to say, I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank it, you. You know, I, I think this past year we've we've experienced a lot of loss, you know, nationwide, worldwide. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a really beautiful way to honor your friend who has now passed. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So so for those of us and for, for, for our listeners who maybe don't know um, or who aren't as acquainted with chalk, can you Describe a little bit more about what what just Chalk is in general. Yes, so Chalk is Children's Hospital Orange County. We're a pediatric hospital for uh, for kids, and we have uh, we're located here in Orange. And you know we have everything under the sun from a NICU, a neonatal intensive care unit. Um, we have I actually get to volunteer in our NICU and also in our mental health inpatient center. Wow. That's fairly unique to Chalk. We're the only uh, place for kids under 12 uh, to stay with, with the, that have a mental health crisis. Um, we serve kids ages uh, 3 to 17 in our unit. Um, but, you know, Chalk has been a part of our community for decades. Um, you know, Walt Disney was one of the first people on our board. Wow. Um, and actually, you know, we've seen uh, Chalk has just grown tremendously. In fact, I was driving by just the other day and thinking, wow, I remember um, being in high school and my best friend's mom worked at Chalk. And I remember it when it was just this one tiny little building. And now, you know, we're a fairly large campus. So, um, you know, we're the pediatric hospital in Orange County. Right, right. You know, it, it is just so amazing how Chalk has um, taken this check-in challenge and really embraced it and and really fleshed it out. And so I'd, I'd love to dive deeper. So, so I know that week by week throughout May, there are different check-in points. So what what are those? I know week one is caregiver. So so can you tell us a little bit more? Yes, absolutely. So we start off, you know, we, we really have, May has actually five weeks, and it's really only five weeks because of that last day in May. So we're really leveraging that into <laughs> five full weeks because why not? Um, and it's Mental Health Awareness Month, so we figured, hey, let's do this. Also, you know, really the reason why we kicked off um, caregivers um, as week one is because it's also maternal mental health month as well. And um, that's the week of Mother's Day. And so, um, you know, there are so many um, moms that, you know, they're not only caregivers to their own children, but to so many others as well in their lives. And so um, we decided, let's, let's look at caregivers and how can we, um, how can we look after people who are always looking after others, right? right? Who is looking after them? And so um, each week in May, as you mentioned, our website, chalk.org slash check-in, will have uh, strategies and tips and tricks on how to check in with purpose with those people in your life. So there's some questions about, you know, how can we, how can we check in with a caregiver? So we can might ask something like, um, so what is rest looking like for you right now? Or even just somebody saying, hey, I, I wanted to see how is everything going? You know, what very, you know, sometimes broad questions and sometimes very specific, right? When was the last time that you had a full meal? Right. Because I know, you know, being a caregiver, you're putting yourself last. And so it's really about intentional questions for, the, for that particular group. 
Beautiful. And then we move into the next week with strong friends. And that's really something that, Aisha, you and I know from taking mental health first aid that, um, you know, that is actually where that came from for me. And, uh, you know, strong friends are people that you have in your life that, you know, are pillars of strength for other people. But you think, you know, who is checking in on them, right? Again, it's a group of people that are always looking after others. And I would say, you know, at Chalk, we have a community of strong friends, right? That's really what made me start thinking about it is I think of so many people that I get to volunteer and work with and, um, you know, they are all caregivers. They're all strong friends. And who checks in with those folks when things are, you know, the way they have been in the last year plus. Right. So like with those strong friends, I kept thinking, well, what's, you know, really what's a way to, to do that with intention? And, you know, our group came up with some amazing ideas for, with lots of research from all the different sources. And one of my favorites, and this is something that'll be shared on that website, is, um, you know, maybe designate a need help emoji with you and your friend. So oh. maybe you might pick like a parachute or a, a heart, maybe, maybe choose green for Mental Health Awareness Month, just saying. And <laughs> so then, you know, maybe you send that text to your strong friend, right? And say, hey, let's just pick an emoji and that this is our, this is our signal, right? It's our bat signal when things are not going well. I love and and that. that your strong friend can just send you that signal and you know, hey, they need help. They need some support. And I just think, you know, hey, there's really simple ways to do this with intention. Another thing might be like, um, what's something that we can do this week, even if we aren't together? So what's something that we can do together? Maybe you guys can watch the same movie or same show on Netflix. Um, you know, I certainly have done that with some friends in this, <laughs> in this time period where we've been watching the same thing and kind of like a book club, but, you know, with uh, talking about, uh, you know, your favorite shows and dissecting them. Um, and that's been a really fun way to stay connected. But that's, you know, the week two. And then week three in the middle of all of this is really checking in with yourself. So you've checked in with those people that you know really well, and then now it's time for you. And it's the thing that most of us overlook, right? We, right. Don't, we don't want to go there. We don't usually want to do it. And it's really about asking, hey, how am I really doing? What does it look like to check in with myself? And I don't, I don't know about you, but at the height of the pandemic, I was seeing some stuff on social media, some really cool self-check-ins. Mm -hmm. And it made me think, okay, well, how can we do this on a broader scale with our community? So I loved some of the questions. And, you know, one of the questions that um, we, we decided to take with us is, um, you know, like, what are things that I can let go of today? What, what, uh, Sorry, this is, I have to find it. You're all it. good. You're all good. Um, hold on. Let me find it out. Okay. Uh, so one of the questions was, like, what does my body need? Um, what can I let go of that's getting in the way of my health and well-being? And another one was, um, how would it help me if I contacted a professional who could help me feel better? Wow. And that really made me think, you know, Hmm, what could we do for our CHOC community? So our Mental Health Advocacy Committee at CHOC, which is a, an amazing group of volunteers who are really passionate about mental health, mm -hmm. you know, and we, we go out into the community and also at CHOC and we talk about pediatric mental health. 
because we all have mental health, but a lot of people don't think about kids and mental health, right? right? And so that's what this committee is charged with doing is raising advocacy and reducing stigma. And so, um, but, you know, we also look at the mental health of the people that are working within our hospital as well. And one of the things that we did this year is create these self-check-in banners. And these banners are going to go across our pedestrian bridge that our associates walk across every day oh. to get in and out of the hospital. And some of these questions will be up on that bridge. And, you know, some of the questions going into chalk are maybe more somatic, right? So how am I feeling today? Um, You know, and, you know, did I, did I, am I hydrated enough? And things like that. And then on the way out of chalk, it's more of what does the rest of my day look like? Um, Who am I checking in on today? So you're thinking more broadly, right? And we thought, hey, you know, if if we're going to really do this and challenge our community, we need to challenge each other at Chalk ourselves. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I just want to commend our, our nursing team, um, our nursing leadership met uh, last week and they were really excited and fired up about this, not only about, of course, sharing this with our parents and families and and checking in on them additionally, uh, even more than they already do, but they were excited about doing it with each other. Because I think, like we've said, you know, we've had a, a year plus of mm-hmm. building each other up and also going through all these, you know, really difficult things and, and certainly in healthcare, right? right. Healthcare heroes. And then no one has said, hey, how are you doing with that? You know, so yeah. I think um, I think a lot, there's a lot of commiserating, but there's not a lot of intentional checking in. And so that's where that checking in with yourself comes in. I love that. You know, I checking in week three really speaks to me because as as people who are in the mental health space, it's so often that we want to be there for others, Mm -hmm. and we really direct that energy outward, it is equally as important to direct it inward and, and understand, okay, you know what? For me, let me check in for myself. For others, let me check in with myself. Yes. Because we cannot be a service to others if we are not first a service to ourselves. That's right. And so. I, I know you know, and uh, nobody knows better than you guys at NAMI, but uh, you can't pour from an empty cup, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's that same concept. And um, when you are an, on empty, how do you uh, fix that? And I think, you know, for me, even just recently, I just did a self-care plan. Oh. And I think that's something that should be normalized. I mean, it can it doesn't have to be something that's really, um, you know, elaborate and, you know, it doesn't have to have charts and graphs <laughs> and things like that. It can just be even just on your, your notes app on your phone, you know, or maybe just, you know, on a post-it note. Hey, what are, who are three people that I can call when mm-hmm. things are going tough, getting tough? You know, what are some things that I can do when that I like to do for myself mm-hmm. um, that make me feel calm or rested. And so even just very simple things, I, I actually Googled self-care plans and found several and just kind of took the best of what I what I liked and made my own. But I think, you know, even if, um, you know, people say, oh, I don't have the time for that. Um, really just taking the time to ask yourself, how's my body doing today? Right. What does it need? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, you know, I, I volunteer in an inpatient unit for kids. And a lot of times our kids know more so than anyone else what they need. You know, they they 
they need to, they want to have something, they're thirsty, they want to have a, something to eat, um, you know, they just want to be alone, or they want to play outside. I mean, they'll tell you if you ask them. But sometimes as adults, we have to ask ourselves, no one's asking us. Yep. So we have to ask ourselves. And I think that's such an important, important um, part. And I know, you know, as a, as a um, mental health professional, you know, that you uh, absolutely need to uh, look inward before you uh, help others. Definitely, definitely. So week one, we have caregivers. Week two, we have strong friends. Week three, we turn to the introspective. We check in with ourselves. What does week four look like? So week four is your neighbor. And I don't know about you, Aisha, but um, my favorite part of uh, the pandemic, if there could be a favorite part, <laughs> I guess the highlight of the pandemic for me has been my relationship with my neighbors. Um, I just got to know them. And I, you know, before I lived in a neighborhood where everybody was friendly and, you know, everybody gave a wave, um, maybe when you took in the trash cans or something like that. But, um, you know, we never really talked. And I think when uh, everything really started to, uh, when we just looked like it was going to last for more than two weeks, that's really when we started talking with our neighbors. And, you know, they were offering us toilet paper and we were trading <laughs> eggs for toilet paper. And, uh, you know, occasionally we would get a beautiful gift of of maybe some, some Lysol or hand sanitizer <laughs> left on our porch. And, you know, we thought, oh, wow, this is incredible. Um, and, and we got to know these people. I realized, wow, you know, uh, we just take for granted these people who are really a part, can be a part of a really beautiful support system for us. And, um, you know, I think taking the time to even just say, hey, how are you handling things? This way it's it's generic, it's sort of um, vague and ambiguous and then that let it be up to that person to respond how they'd like to. Um, so I think really taking the time to just say hello, introduce yourself if you don't already know them. I mean, I think, you know, this is when, when we were, you know, not able to go, uh, everybody was able to go to the grocery store because of long lines and things like that. You really were relying on neighbors and friends to yep. help with things like that. You know, I, you know, if you ran out of eggs or you needed something, your neighbors were going to help you. And that's obviously how we like to think of how it used to be, right, years and years ago. Um, but it is how it can be. It's just we have to take the time to get to know people. And so how do you do that in a way that, you know, isn't this big, deep, long conversation of like, how are you really doing? So we thought, okay, well, you know, maybe just asking them, you know, how are things? Um, hey, I'm stopping by the grocery store. If you let me know if you need anything. And then I think it really builds that idea of, hey, that person is a support for me. I can be a support for that person. Right. And you start growing that network. Absolutely. And and just by just by doing a very quick little, hey, how are you? That's starting a dialogue that yes. can deepen and lengthen over time. And before you know it, you can enter into more um, deep conversations with them about how their mental health is doing and how you can be a support to them in that way too. That's right. Um, all right. I, I love that. So, and then we wrap it all up with week five. Yes. So week five is essential workers. And I really mean that in the broadest sense, right? Of course, at Chalk, we have a whole 
you know, buildings full of essential workers. But I'm also thinking about these people that are in our lives who are sometimes underappreciated, who really just keep our world going. So I'm thinking about, you know, our um, grocery store clerks, your barista at Starbucks that's keeping you going through this pandemic. And also, you know, people like our our trash collectors Mm -hmm. um, and our mail carriers, the delivery people, the Mm -hmm. Amazon delivery person. And so things like that, people like that, that are, um, you know, making, making our world continue to spin. Yep. So we were thinking, you know, what's a way to check in with them? And, um, you know, our, our committee member, one of our committee members, Sarah, was talking about how during the pandemic, um, she left her, her, uh, Christmas tree out on the curb. And, you know, sometimes it, in previous years, sometimes it gets picked up and sometimes it doesn't. And in that this year she saw that the, um, the garbage man would, would take the tree and physically he'd get out of the truck and physically put it in the truck. And he was doing that for every person on the street that left a tree. And she thought, oh my gosh. And so she ran out and she saw that she had a box of C's candy that she didn't hand out um, during the holidays. And she ran out there and gave it to him and said, thank you so much for doing this. And he said, oh my gosh, no one's ever thanked me like this before and was just really grateful. And, um, then every time she sees him, you know, she could see him from her kitchen window and she would wave and he would wave. And so then they had this connection, right? Very small, you know, it, it didn't even um, need a gift, right? It's just that she saw him, she recognized him doing this work and uh, talk about underappreciated. Right. How many people really think about how their packages get to them or the fact that their trash has been taken away. Right. And these people who truly do keep our world going. And so um, we got together and we started thinking, well, what are some intentional questions that you could ask an essential worker that isn't too invasive and that's something that is accessible for everybody? And, you know, my my nephew uh, is a cashier at a grocery store. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that I think in, in that um, world, you're getting the brunt of people's frustration. And sometimes, you know, they're just trying to have a quick transaction. And so they might be unintentionally rude. And sometimes maybe people are being not so nice that day, who knows what's going on in their life. Um, And so one of the questions that came up was, hey, are people being nice to you today? And have people been nice to you today? And I think that's such a simple way of saying, hey, I see you. I know that this is a really tough job. And I know that this is a tough time for a lot of people and that people aren't necessarily always going to be so kind. Um, But I think it is this, you know, this uh, question that says, I see you. And I just love that. And I think that is how we started coming up with these questions. And one of them was even just uh, not a question, but using a person's name. And so, you know, if they were wearing a name tag, um, just greeting them by their name and saying, hey, thanks for being here. Really, thanks for showing up today because you made all of this possible. And I think, uh, you know, that's, that's the way to check in with an essential worker in your life. I love that. And, you know, I think this entire challenge really hits the mark because there's there's oftentimes so much pressure to be to be very involved and very you know quote unquote perfect when approaching another about mental health and this you know something as simple as hey have people been treating you okay today 
what an approachable way to just truly check in. There's, you know, there's, there's not a lot of awkwardness around that. It doesn't feel like you're being too invasive. And I think that Chalk has done, an, you and Chalk have done an amazing job with really weeding out, okay, well, what's, what's an easy way to do this? And what makes sense culturally and socially and is still going to fulfill this purpose? Right. So I, you know, I, I really do love this. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so really quickly, I would like to ask, why is checking in important and necessary? Well, I think, you know, checking in can help people feel supported, right? And identify that you are a person that they can turn to when they're in need. But it also helps people identify, uh, and identify emotions and validate those mm-hmm. emotions and start to process those feelings. So, and I think that's, that's really how this came about, right? We had had, unfortunately, this experience of losing our friend Jordan. And I thought, wow, you know, that's obviously came with its own emotion. And then of course, uh, finding out that People, close people in my life were not doing very well. And then finding out that that's the story for so many others, right? Mm-hmm. And that so many people on our committee were experiencing that with people in their own lives or themselves. And really realizing, okay, once you start checking in, even with yourself, and you start identifying, hey, I'm not doing well. Now, okay, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Right. And so actually one of the resources that I turned to uh, during this time was Namiosi. And you guys have so many amazing trainings, webinars, um, happy hour, virtual happy right. hours, <laughs> on virtual honest hours. Um, you have some for first responders, which is incredible. And we shared with our, um, at least on our mental health inpatient unit, we shared that with our, our wellness committee and our, our team. Um, but that was really great to even just see, okay, so what happens when you check in with somebody mm-hmm. and they're not doing well, right? right? And how do you handle that? So I actually turned to NAMI's signs, NAMI's 10 warning signs and right. seeing, okay, then, then how do we get this person some help and how do mm-hmm. we follow up, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in a time where at that time, um, you know, you weren't able to be together and really just drive this person to an appointment or, um, you know, be sit across from them at a table necessarily right. and, and say, okay, let's figure out this, you know, figure out your, our insurance and who are some of the providers that you could see. And so I think... Um, that's really how, you know, we started thinking about more broadly, okay, now what happens when you check in and things are not going well? And where do we go from there? Absolutely. So, so thank you so much for mentioning all of our amazing resources. Um, I'll do a shameless plug, (laughs) namioc.org. Check it out if you haven't already. Um, And also if if anyone is struggling or is in need of extra resources, we do have the NAMI OC warm line, which is now a 24-7 resource line. Yes. Uh, the phone number for that is 714-991-6412. Um, so definitely that's a, that's an additional resource you can give to someone who is struggling. Um, you know, we have great peer support programs. Sometimes all we need is a consistent voice. That's a third party to really connect with us and help us understand ourselves and our situation. So, um, 
you know, I, I think that this is such an incredible thing that you and Chalk are doing. And um, are, are there any final things that you'd like to share about this challenge? You know, I think I would just like to say if if you, you know, five weeks is a lot, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we did this to be able to cast a wide net and, you know, in the hopes that, hey, maybe somebody will just do one week. Maybe if you just check in with yourself. Checking in saves lives. Really, that's that's really the the overall goal, right? right. Is um, the end goal is hey, hopefully we save a life yeah. um, by doing that. But um, you know, the better the overarching goal is it creates this kinder world. And I think you know that's really what we all need right now is a little bit of hope. Um, and I know that we have that, of course, on the horizon. But we need to continue some of the kindnesses that we have seen and that others have given during this time. And I think if we can stretch that out. Um, by continuing to care about other people or caring about ourselves as much as we care about other people, right. then that is makes it all worth it, right? So if you just do one thing, just be kind. And if you can do two things, maybe check in on yourself or on someone else. Just pick one, right? Pick one of those weeks, follow along, visit us at chalk.org slash check in and learn more. And then lastly, if you want to do it all, that's amazing. That's incredible. Um, But just remember to, you know, be patient. Um, People will only tell you what they want you to know ultimately. And so that's why you have to keep asking. And so checking in one time is not going to always, it's not going to, checking in one time to check the box, it doesn't work, right? So we have to keep asking and we have to find creative ways to do it. So come visit us at chalk.org slash check-in and learn, figure out some of the, learn some of our creative ways that we came up with. And those are, you know, like I said, we didn't invent the concept of checking in, but we're really trying to drive it home that this is what we need right now. This is what we all need. So I encourage you and challenge you to do it. And Thank you so much for having having me and, and letting us share what, what we've got going on. Of course. Thank you so much, Liz. And I know I will be going on chalk.org slash checking in, and I will be following through with the five-week plan. And I challenge all of our listeners to do the same. And so before we forget, I know that there's a Spotify playlist, isn't there? Yes, that's right. Our amazing music therapy team at Chalk came up with an incredible Spotify playlist, a check-in playlist. Um, it'll be up on that website, chalk.org slash check-in shortly. And it is you know, really validates all the emotions that we feel, right? So not just happy, but um, sadness, anger, frustration, fear, loneliness. So uh, our music therapist, uh, Kevin Budd in our Mental Health Inpatient Center, he was really kind of spearheading this idea and, and, and really asked other music therapists, hey, can you give me a couple of songs that you like for checking in that you personally use? Um, and they, he created this incredible uh, playlist. So it's something that'll be available for every Everyone. And I know I've listened to it several times when I've been planning this and there's songs that'll make you laugh and <laughs> definitely some songs that you, you know, will, will say, oh my gosh, I've never heard this before or songs that you'll certainly favorite and want to listen to again. So that's a good, a really good resource. And I, I love how, you know, this, this music therapist really um, is is being honest about the emotions, the, the full gamut of emotions that not only people feel, but that children feel. Yes. And, and, 
and saying, you know, not everything is going to be happy all the time. And sometimes there is space for sadness. Sometimes there is space for anger. And having all of that reflected onto a Spotify playlist is just so, what a great resource. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And, you know, at Chalk, we, in Chalk Mental Health specifically, we really believe in the full rainbow, the full spectrum of emotions, right? So we see it all. So we, um, we also want that playlist to reflect that and that it's okay to validate all of those emotions because we've certainly all experienced all of those emotions during this time. Definitely. Okay. Another cool resource that we have is chalk.org slash coping. And it's a website that our psychology team developed and it has guided meditations, um, uh, breathing, um, videos and and ways to to do deep breathing so there's there's like belly breathing there's stuffed animal breathing oh, so, so you can cool. do with your kids you could put you know a, a stuffed stuffed animal on their their tummy and you know kind of say okay like let's watch the watch the you know stuffed teddy bear rise and watch it fall so and there's also something I really love called pizza breathing so oh. you're kind of like pretending like you're taking in this really deep breath taking in the smell of the pizza and then you know cool blowing it out to cool off the hot pizza and so just different things like that but there's also um, they're they're also kind of broad as well so adults can use them also um, and I think they're a, it's a fantastic resource during this time so it's chalk.org slash coping and it was uh, video, several videos brought to you by our psychology team again they're on relaxation, deep breathing, meditation, um, and they're really, really well done. Beautiful. You know, this is such a great way to get children involved with their own feelings and emotions and to get them centered and grounded. I, I don't know about you, but I know that when I was a kid, meditation, um, deep breathing, that wasn't really discussed. Right. And it's such an important part of mental health and mental health care. And mm-hmm. so to have, have these very kid-focused and kid-friendly approaches to do it, uh, you know, I can, I can already imagine the whole family getting involved. And it's, it's a very yes. cute scene having everyone lay down with the teddy bears on their stomach. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I think it just normalizes mental health, right? We all have mental health. Right. And sometimes it's poor and sometimes it's great. Right. And I think it's really just normalizing how do we take care of that mental health? I mean, we, some, we go to the gym to work out, you know, we uh, go for a run or go for a walk to stay in shape? How do we keep our mental health in shape? And we do that by checking in with ourselves and with other people. And okay, how how else can we do that? Okay, we can do that by these things, these strategies, right? The the coping videos, uh, maybe doing something together as a family. Maybe it's a relaxation time. You know, at in the hospital, we actually have a an, an hour called recharge hour, um, and so it's it's a time in in our unit where there's no devices, and it's you know you can do books, you can color, you can paint, you can do anything that doesn't have a device. So um, we can listen to music, but um, we try to keep it on a low volume and just something that we're this particular hour is a time for everybody to recharge. That includes staff. And I just love that idea of incorporating that at home as well. Hey, this is like a no cell phone hour. We're going to just go analog with this. We're going to, you know, kind of go back to a different time and take things a little slower. And, you know, maybe that means that we, that we just kind of like do a couple of the belly breathing exercises, maybe you take a nap, you know, but, but it's, it's really about, um, 
you know, kind of taking that time to quiet your mind and quiet yourself a little bit. Beautiful. Well, I know I'm going to be jamming out to that Spotify playlist. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Me too. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks.